This is an interview with Mantic Ritual singer okay. and guitarist Dan Wetmore on Sunday, December 13th by Nick Perkel. Now, Dan, can you tell me about getting your very first guitar? Um, yeah, I didn't really care very much about it. My parents uh, told me I had to play an instrument. I played other dumb instruments in elementary school. I hated violin, so they told me I could play guitar. So I got a crappy three-quarter scale guitar when I was probably in like fifth grade. They made me take lessons. So that was it. It was not exciting. I didn't really care. <laughs> I see. Like I ended up uh, going with the uh, violin from third grade to eighth grade. So it's kind of like just would have continued, but it was like my high school didn't offer it. But that was that's my total history with music pretty much. Um, what kind of music lessons and private tutors uh, have you used over the years beyond uh, this stuff uh, like in elementary school and things like that? Um, yeah, I mean, so like when I got my guitar and my parents made me take lessons, um, that was not at school. Um, I like went to, like, I had a guitar teacher at a local music store. I didn't care about that much either, but eventually when I started to get into guitar and I started to get into metal, which I don't quite remember when that was, but I was still pretty young. I still had the same guitar teacher. So I started to inquire about like pretty much just scales in general. I was like, I mean, I don't know that much theory, but I really wanted to learn scales because I wasn't interested in playing like Carrie King random notes. Solos. So I did. I learned a bunch of scales and stuff from him. And uh, I took lessons with him until I was uh, a senior in high school, uh, at which point I quit. So I did have like a teacher for a pretty long time. What's been up with you musically since the 2013 Thrasho DeMeo show? Well, I mean, I work on my own music. Um, I have, I've been doing that since like 2014. Um, but that's not metal. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like boring uh, hipster music or like indie kind of music. Um, I am a fan of stuff other than metal. Um, and I'm not afraid to admit, I, I didn't give a shit about modern music, contemporary music until I heard Mac DeMarco in 2014. And that made me realize that there was music out there that was, uh, contemporary that I could like and get into. And from there I started to get into some music like that. And, uh, it kind of inspired me to make music again. And uh, I have been making heavy metal. Like I, re I would record riffs and tracks like over the years, but never seriously. I don't even know why I did. It just like kind of came out. So I did it. But yeah, I've been working on like my own stuff. Um, and that's all stuff that I hope to actually release, release in the next year. That's totally independent of Mantic Ritual. Now, can you give me a, a description about your home studio? pretty pathetic i mean i don't really have much of anything at all um for demo purposes i use logic 9 um on uh an old ass version of osx it's like uh it's leopard it's no leopard uh on an old mac pro i have a couple old mac pros and that's what i use so super old crappy technology there's like the is it like amp designer 
whatever the like guitar um, modeler is in Logic 9, I use for demo stuff. Um, it's super primitive. It's a lot like Logic uh, that people use these days. Um, but that that's pretty much it. Now, for, I mean, that's like for Mantic Ritual. Um, you know, I have monitors. I have like a good stereo system. I also have my JCM 900 that um, I've been using. Uh, not really recording yet, but I will be using that obviously for this if we record in the future. For everything else, I have an amp. Uh, I use an old PA amplifier as a guitar amp. I made a cabinet um, that I use with that, and uh, I have like a quarter-inch tape machine that I use um, for some recording. But yeah, pretty basic. I use um, like Logic Nine for pretty much everything still. What would you say have been the five most influential albums released since 2009 that helped you evolve as a musician? I really don't know. (laughs) I mean, for heavy metal, like, you know, nothing. I mean, it's been like that for Mantic Ritual from the very beginning. Uh, Still to this day, the, the heavy metal that I like is stuff that came out between, you know, uh, I mean, it certainly goes back, but if we're talking about thrash metal, I like stuff from like 83 to 90, maybe 91. And I don't really give a shit about much else. Um, so for me, um, God, I mean, for metal releases since 2009, I don't know. And I'm I'm not really the kind of person, um, like I'm trying to think, I don't know. There's stuff that I get really into. Well, I mean, um, it could be like rock really and roll like. or jazz like, or Right off the top of my head. Anything. Yeah. But I mean, it's just like, I don't really think, yeah, I could tell you like artists that have really like, uh, changed me in the way that I look at guitar. Um, but that's not really releases in 2009. I really do like Marco. I like most of the stuff that he's done except for like, what's that? Well, throw it out anyway. So I say it again. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. 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 So like, uh, I've, been getting really into West Montgomery and I listen to um, even though it's not like the craziest jazz stuff, I think Bumpin' is an amazing album. I was a period where I was listening to that like all the time. Actually, I don't know why I failed to mention this. Since probably the beginning of this pandemic, a little bit before that, I started getting into Frank Zappa for the first time in a long time. Yeah, it's actually funny. I don't know why this didn't come to my mind right away because this is actually the truest thing, and it has influenced the stuff we're working on. I've listened to nothing but Frank Zappa pretty much since March, and I still am. I, I do think he's probably the greatest musician of our time, certainly rock musician, definitely musical genius. That's a huge influence on me, seriously, everything, everything he's done. I, yeah, I like it all. So that's huge. And yeah, I've been really into a lot of jazz uh, lately. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Sorry, I don't have good cohesive answers for you. Okay, just trying to see where you're at as a music fan. What are your top three concerts you've seen in the past five years? Or three years, I should say. Oh, man. I don't think I've seen anything. In the past three years, nothing. I don't go to shows. Ah. I mean, I I just don't do that. I love music. Music is such a big part of my life, but I, I, I don't really go to shows. I don't seek them out. It's never been something I like to do. I it's something that I I enjoy making. I enjoy it from the stage. 
that's an experience that's unlike anything else. When I watch it, I just want to be up there making it, if that makes sense. And then, you know, if someone puts a record out, I'll enjoy that at home. I remember you speaking about the two songs recorded with Dave Watson and uh, talk with Jeff, and he said they had working titles of Fast, G-Sharp, and Thanksgiving Song. Personally, what song did you like better and why? Oh, well, I mean, the Fast song, which is how I would refer to it, I think is a, is a good song, and that's going to be on the next album. And, you know, I'm sure at some point we could release that demo for kicks. You know, people would probably like to hear it. But, yeah, I think that's a better song. The other one was, like, kind of slow, which is fine. I mean, there's a pretty big variance of, of stuff on the new album. But uh, that one was, like, kind of slow and lethargic, and I don't know. I'm just not really into it. I think the lyrics suck, too. So it's a pretty whatever song for me. So song we're not doing when it comes to the songwriting of this album can you give me a rundown on everybody involved oh you know it's it's not unlike it ever was really i mean i'm trying to think i know that jeff totally contributed riffs on the first album um but you know it really was just me and out and me and adam uh working on all the songs you know i would come up with riffs on guitar I'd probably work on shit and be like, hey, come on over. He'd come over and then we'd figure out the drum parts for the guitar and we would work the song out. And some song structure stuff we did all together, but the way that it's working right now is um, I'm making the songs and then Jeff and I go over them and talk about them. That's it. So it's pretty much me. Um, And then Jeff is doing all the pre-production tracks, like all the demos and stuff uh, with like MIDI drums and MIDI bass. Um, just so we have a, a, like a good outline of the song. Um, so, I mean, Jeff is really instrumental in doing that. And obviously like, you know, Ben writes all of his bass parts. Um, and, uh, we do like have a lot of the drums laid out, but I mean, I think there's still a lot of room for Carlos to, you know, do what he really wants. They definitely have my ideas of what I want to hear as far as like certain drum beats, but, um, I mean, he's an amazing drummer and I really want to give him room to do it. He, he does best. I remember uh, with an interview uh, I had with Jeff last month, he told me about three pretty much almost com- completely finished songs. Can you tell me a bit about them? Yeah, I made those songs like two years ago. I recorded everything myself, like drums, guitar, bass. Um, they didn't have vocals. I just did it for kicks. And I really like using my tape recorder to like master on too. It's because you can like change the pitch and stuff and just sounds like sounds fucking eighties. Um, so I did like those three songs, mastered it through the tape machine just, just for fun. I had no intention of using them for anything. I thought maybe like, um, you know, I could find some people around town to play with if they wanted to. I mean, I did them before I had talked to these guys about making another album, you know, before that idea was on the table. So that, that those three songs predate, um, us getting back together. But they're songs I wrote and they're songs we're going to use. Now, um, he also said there were about 10 like almost finished songs. Can you give me a little bit of a rundown on them? Yeah, I don't know if we... I would say all together we probably have 10 or 11 songs right now, including those three. Um, but like a rundown of them? I don't know. They all just have like stupid working titles... You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say about them, really. 
I mean, they're all, they all exist, um, as relatively complete thoughts. Um, I mean, they are, they're complete songs. I usually write lyrics after the music is done. Not always, but in this case, um, most of these songs, maybe only about half of them have lyrics, I would say. So they're, they're all just working titles. Um, it's just pretty much like me or me and Jeff with like scratch leads, scratch vocals, like MIDI drums, MIDI bass. But that's, you know, that's the majority of the like quick demos that we have what or pre-production you, tracks. What would you say are like probably in your mind, the three most ambitious songs out of the bunch? Um, hmm. What do you mean by ambitious? Like in what way? I don't know. Like, uh, I mean, uh, in my mind, like the best Mantic Ritual song was like By the Cemetery. I just want something with really fucking crazy guitar solos, just something with great leads. Um, mm. I don't know, just, just something really wild and fast, you know? There's definitely some really fast songs, uh, you know. <laughs> it's a thrash album. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, definitely that there's a section on the song that's going to be on the seven inch so it won't be long before um before people hear it i wouldn't say it's necessarily ambitious but it's got a pretty cool middle section that's like really groovy with like a amazing solo that jeff put over it um that i think is like definitely unlike uh, the other album um and i'm really excited for that and, you know, there's, like, some more of that stuff. But this album is definitely, like, a lot more concise than the last one. Um, I feel like we've all matured a bit in the way that we make music. And um, there were definitely times, I think, in that first album where songs went on a little longer than they could have. I would probably shorten things a bit. Definitely songs like uh, Death and Destruction. And, I don't know, I think Black Tar Sin is pretty good. But there's definitely some other songs on there that I think are, like, a little longer than they need to be. Um, so we are keeping stuff a bit shorter. I don't think we're going to have any like six or seven minute songs. With you guys releasing the OG version of the Executioner on Bandcamp, uh, what's up with the double your blood demo that, like, you just showed pictures of on Instagram recently? Oh, well, I mean, you know, just every band, you know, yeah. you're always trying to court yourself as much as you can. We recorded ourselves, you know, a decent bit. Um, I mean, that was like pretty early early on i mean not really really early i have earlier stuff than that from probably like gosh i don't know maybe even 2004 maybe yeah you know adam had a, a br8 and you know we would just record on it when we could yeah i don't really remember that actually we used to, like the, the band had a few different names in the beginning uh, one of them was Lethal Infection. <laughs> and um, we had a demo uh, with this guy named Dave David Bell. That was a real demo that I think people actually ended up with. I don't think it ever had a cover or anything. That was a three-song demo. And then what you're talking about, that, that one that was posted on the Instagram recently, that is that has basically that David Bell demo on it with a different guy singing over the tracks. And then it just has like some really crappy like audio extracted from video um, at like some shows we played. So when's like the next Mantic Ritual comedy short being released? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, 
if if that happens, it can only happen, you know, with old footage, um, because there's lots of that. You know, it's easy to post stuff right now to the Instagram page. Um, I'm lucky that we have so much back content to go through. As you know, and so it would be me, um, Adam, Ben, and Jeff, and all of that stuff. I'm sure I could probably edit some stupid thing together, but I mean, as for like having, you know, new stuff with us, I would love to do that. If we were all in the same city, I mean, I, I would be making all that stuff happen, but you know, we can't, it's just, I mean, not only is there a pandemic, we also all live in different places. So as soon as we get together, and I don't know when that will be, um, I think we'll probably try and have a video rolling the whole fucking time. <laughs> try and milk it for every second that it's worth. But it takes a long time to get something off the ground. It takes a long time to make an album, you know, uh, especially the way that we're doing it. It takes a long time. And uh, before we're actually playing shows again, it's going to be an even longer amount of time, I imagine. Again, especially with the pandemic, I don't really know how much, how long it will take. So no, nothing new. You know, but maybe we'll see. I could maybe pull something out of my ass. That's the quality it always is anyway. So, <laughs> What are some of the coolest mantic ritual and meltdown memorabilia you have in your collection? Oh, man. Well, like what? That has our name on it? <laughs> like merch or like what? Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, throw, throw out something interesting. Like, really I mean, I've much. got like the Japanese CD, that interview you did with Burn Magazine in 2009, and also like got this german cd that actually has blackout in the middle of the album like anything wow that's crazy yeah well ebay acquisition what, what's much... your collection of stuff like like you okay check this out man yeah um, yeah but i mean it's like do you have a huge collection of metal stuff yeah um i have probably i think maybe a hundred or two hundred issues of burn magazine from japan Lots of heavy metal mags, like, I mean, like, Revolver, a shitload of zines, um, probably around 100 to 200 vinyls, about 1,000 CDs, probably at least two to 300 things from Japan. Also have, like, some tour books. Like, I, I saw the Rolling Stones in Japan once. And I actually got a tour book from them mm. from their Bigger Bang show from 2006. Um, I got a ton of shit, man. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I um, I have, like, hardly anything. It's so funny, you know? It is weird. I think when you make your music, um, for me, and I, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I don't know what other uh, musicians feel. But um, to know that people have the album, to know that it's something that someone out there wants is all that matters. I'm not really interested in having it myself. I mean, I certainly do have, well, God, I don't even know where my vinyl is. I mean, you know, the label gives us, gives you copies of that shit, but I, I don't, I don't know where any of that stuff is. I mean, I, I do have 200 shirts here sitting at the house that we just had made that we've yet to put on a web store. So, I mean, I guess I have a lot of mantic ritual crap around, but like, as for, you know, my memories, I mean, I have my memories. I have a photograph, I have a journal that I kept. 
you know, and I have, I have Ben and Jeff and Adam to talk to about all that stuff. That's, that's what I have. And that's, that's more than like a, a thing to me. Um, so I don't, I don't, you know, I just, I have the experiences, you know, and it's funny. I mean, it's like, that's just pretty limited. We, you know, I, I, what we did like three big tours and a bunch of small ones and a bunch of shows and put out an album and got to record in Germany, which is cool, which is more than a lot of people get to say, but so many of our contemporaries from that scene, or I shouldn't say so many, but a few of our contemporaries from that scene went on to do like way more, you know? So like I have my memories, but <laughs> I don't know, they're pretty limited in comparison to what other people have done. Okay, now, I guess, what is your favorite urban legend or ghost story from Pittsburgh? Mm. Uh, okay, I'll tell you, but it's not really like, it's not really a story. And where where are you right now? In, I'm in North in Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. This is so, I mean, no one... Who, who's going to listen to this is going to understand this. I don't think. Um, and this is not, this is not a ghost story, but it is an urban legend, uh, that I love to love to tell people in Pittsburgh really love this thing called a Pittsburgh toilet. It's when you have a, a toilet just sitting in your basement and people think that's a Pittsburgh thing. And there's this silly myth that's like, Oh yeah. Like Colbert. And like, there's sometimes showers in the basement too. However, that's unrelated, but people are always like, oh, you know, coal miners would come, come home all dirty from the mill and they would go in the basement to like clean up before they went up to their house. And that's why there's a Pittsburgh toilet. And that's not why at all. It's just because of for, for sewage reasons. Sewers used to back up a lot back, you know, a hundred years ago. You'll find toilets like that in Baltimore and Philly all over the place. It's really not that rare. So no one's going to care about that, but. That's something I like to uh, correct people about here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pretty boring, huh? I'm a mute. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one. Now, um, yeah. You... yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't really. My uh, ability to recall things like that are, is very, very limited. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Pitts- Pittsburgh is a cool city. I love it. I I don't want to live anywhere else. Um, it's perfect for the way I want to live my life. And I love post-industrial cities. I love the architecture. Uh, I love the abandoned houses in my neighborhood. I, I love it. I mean, it's, it's just like what I'm into. And, uh, yeah, it's cool. That alone. It was, it was a really grody, nasty city at one time. I mean, as nasty as an industrial town could be. And I think that's cool. That's metal, right? I mean, in the middle of the day in Pittsburgh, depending on the weather, this is like, you know, back in the 20s and 30s, I mean, all the lights, would, you know, street lights would still be on because it would be so dark um, just because of all the soot. Um, and I've definitely seen lots of photographs where it looks like night, nighttime at noon. Um, it's pretty cool. It's not really an urban legend, but, you know, that's sick. You could write a song about that. Go for it, Matt. Final words. Mm, um, I don't know. I'm really, really stoked to be doing this again. Um, it is really exciting. 
Uh, I'll say this one thing. This is really cool because I think a lot of people in my life don't know me for what I've done in the past as far as like making metal. Um, but just a lot of people who are into metal probably know this, but it's something that's truly in your blood. It really is. I mean, I feel like I don't really believe in any religion. Um, but if I had one, it would be heavy metal. And that's really the truth. Uh, it's something so deep within me. You know, it's funny. It's like you ask me whether I go to shows or not, or it, like, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. Y- you know, if, if it makes you feel good, if you like the way it makes you feel, heavy metal does something to you. And, and that's a cool thing. I think a lot of people who like heavy metal might not even know that feeling. And that's fine too. You could like it casually and that's, that's enough. But I'd say for those who really know that feeling, um, it's inescapable and it's with you forever. So it feels really, really awesome to be doing this again. It's been cooped up in me for years. So we're really, I'm really excited. I know the guys are really excited to do this. So that's all. That's what's up. This has been an interview on Sunday, December 13th, 2020, with Mantic Ritual singer and guitarist Dan Wetmore by Nick Burkell.